is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? The wild things roared their terrible roars and gnashed their terrible teeth and rolled their terrible eyes and showed their terrible claws. But Max stepped into his private boat and waved goodbye and sailed back over a year and in and out of weeks and through a day and into the night of his very own room where he found his supper still waiting for him. And it was still hot. Thank you, Mr. Sendek, for reminding us that we should never lose touch with the wild and untamable spirit within us all. Mayhem's gotten a bad rap, and chaos is taking it on the chin these days. Even up here in Alaska, we're turning our back on the beast. Wilderness, we're running out of it. Even up here, people need to be reminded that the world is unsafe and unpredictable, and at a moment's notice, they could lose everything just like that. I do do bad things. I do them to remind them that chaos is always out there, lurking beyond the horizon. That plus, sometimes, sometimes, you have to do something bad just to know you're alive. But we here, we've opted for the zoo where the lion can't eat you instead of the jungle where he can. <coughs> well, Domage, what a drag, man. That's a little uh, Chris in the morning for you from the wonderful... Uh, Northern Exposure, a show I've been reading from for the past uh, several shows. Little Chris in the Morning, one of my faves. Go back and check it out. Maybe if enough people, uh, all, you know, 28 of our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> write to somebody, something will happen. Hey, this is 20 and 21. My name's Joseph Eastwood Fresh. How is it going out there with me? Is sometimes, always. It's the learned man, a one and a deuce. It's Doc Warridge and the shark. What's going on, fellas? Doctor. Doctor, good afternoon, everyone out there in TV land. You know, just carrying <laughs> on, on the previous TV? conversation. Yeah, I, uh, exactly. I did some math real quick. <laughs> I didn't know you we were can on build uh, thirteen thousand three hundred schools in Africa for the cost of one F twenty two. That's, what was that number again? 13,000. 13,000 You can build 13,000 th- yep, 13, schools for the cost of an F-22. But those are African schools. <laughs> right, yeah. What about are, a yeah, U.S.? Yeah. What about a good U.S. school? How many can you build of those? I don't know. Seven, 8,000, I would think. Oh, that's still a pretty good number. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd be pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good chunk. Well, man, oh man. Hey, it's 20 and 21. We sometimes talk about movies. We sometimes just talk about whatever we want to talk about. Uh, I keep seeing this article come up, and I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, I play guitar sometimes. Uh, but Jeff maybe would be more interested that people are furious that uh, the new Guitar World list of greatest guitarists ever has come out. These people Uh-oh. put out these damn lists all the time. You know that they're just putting them out. You know that they're making them snarky just to get attention, right? Like, there's no other well, reason. some people like us will talk about it, right? That's right. Uh, but all I know is Eddie Van Halen is is not, I, I think he's like number four or five or something like that. Yeah, it's, and, and that is. It's, it's, that, was, so what metrics, you know what I mean? Always, obviously, the subjective. I If somebody told me Eddie was number one, I'd go, okay, I'm cool with that. And if somebody said Eddie was five, I'd say, yeah, I'm okay, I'm cool with that. But most people, 
I don't know about most people, but yes, guitarists are a uh, a very angry bunch. And well, yeah. think about it. I mean, the most popular I mean, electric guitar is literally the one that was the first one ever made. That still remains the one true. that everybody loves the most. I, they, these guys really don't funny. like change, you know. Um, <laughs> I've never thought about that, but you're right. <laughs> It's like they've had all these major improvements in technology. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, and they're if, still if we baking were smart, with the uh, the weird pan that their grandma gave them. It, well, yeah, I mean, if we were smart, we would all be playing Parker Flies and using digital rigs because it's <laughs> the most efficient setup. You can get the most out of it. It sounds the best. It plays the best. It feels the best. It lasts the longest. But oh no, um, give me a plank of wood with some dango strings nailed to it and a one volume and tone and two pickups and get out of my way. I mean, I, well, what I love about these lists is how, and I haven't seen this one, but I've seen so many lists. At some point, I guarantee that just you know, just because they're, I don't know what you want to call these people who come up this list, but I'm sure like number six or number seven is like the guitarist for. Uh, like some obscure band that's put out yeah. one album ten years ago in Botswana, <laughs> and they put. I tell you, the only no thing that would upset me. Well, I, mean, I think it's fine. I think it's rock. It would almost have to be rock because there's so many other. As great long as players. Joan Jett is ranked higher than Ted Nugent, I'm happy. I oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I'm I'm with you. And I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious about that. <laughs> Because you know if it I was mean about these the lists are just oh so yes I, I know but I'm I'm saying like if it was guitarists in general you couldn't go without that's having that's a different yeah you couldn't yeah. have you'd have to have so, Leo Kotke on there you'd have to have Django Reinar on there uh, you, you know you, absolutely oh, of course yeah. well you got to put you got to put Chet and Roy Clark and, oh yeah 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 so, yeah you know oh, Glenn absolutely. Campbell and I think Albert the Lee thing that ticked and, people you know. off didn't tick them off the thing that bothered people and this even I was like what. I think they put Brian May above Eddie Van Halen in this new list. Oh, no. Yeah, and that, well, it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But, you know, what metric? I mean, you know, um, is, 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 is Brian May more, you know, if, if, you know, who's sold more records? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I heard you know that. I mean? that uh, Brian May write all the music for Queen that we don't know about. And right. Still, you know I, what I mean? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Well, I heard exactly. that uh, Clapton took a big jump on there just because he's been playing so many concerts when other people couldn't. <laughs> really? Him and Van Morrison, him and Van Morrison were out there okay. pressing the flesh. Oh my god! Breathing on folks. No, okay, I'm hoping. So by the way, I'm hoping he took a big dive. I don't. I don't know. No, I, it's funny you brought this up, Joe, because I'm now remembering this. So, um, two things they're related. One, twice now on my way to work, I've heard radio stations on Sirius XM referring to lists or doing special shows. Now, the okay. one I caught yesterday was awesome. It was all Gen X, all women songs. Okay. And that was great. Babes in Toyland got some shout-outs. So, you know, all and on and on. But I did hear them Fun. talking about the guitarist one. And okay. And one, one of the guys, and I can't remember, he's a name, a rock critic. We all know. And he was saying that he thought, and he's Lance really Bangs. diplomatic. He does 
And no, yeah. And he <laughs> said that um, the list was pretty obnoxious, and it almost seemed like it was on purpose. Yeah, just that's to what stir I. That's what I said. I think garbage. they were just being snarky, yeah. just because we talked about. Yeah. Remember, like I think it was last week we talked about Guitar World and how they were the inferior yeah. guitar yeah. magazine when we were young. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. They're still trying. They're still out there. God, I can't believe they're still uh, a magazine. I. Uh, well, they're they're kind of like the cracked of the of the guitar social media world. <laughs> they are, they really so are because that's the that's what man. they do. That, well, no, no, no. They they put out those little listicle things. That, yeah. That's how they're getting traffic across their page. It's like, true. Their blurb right. is like, you know, a guitar player who played for six months with Rat uh, thinks that Mick Mars <laughs> left Motley Crue. Yeah. Because of a different reason, you know what I mean? It's it's that yeah. they, you know. And, it's like I keep and, seeing, and, our, uh, and, and we read it, and we read it. I keep <laughs> we read it. That's the, uh, I click on it all. <laughs> I keep seeing that the lead singer of the Misfits is one of the Proud Boys, and I found out he's really? just the lead singer from 1995 on. Like he he didn't have anything to do. That's with That's not related to even the Misfits, is it? That's just like the <laughs> no, guy who replaced the the yeah. actual guy. It's like Ronnie James Dio, and they're like Black Sabbath is. <laughs> Yeah, it's not no right. It, um, no, I wanted to no. speak of Gen X, Rob. I don't know the exact name of the article, but it was something like uh, the Gen these Gen X mo- Gen X movies movies that define Gen X. And I did not okay. like the list uh, at all. Speaking of shoot them at me because I had to de- I had to look up all this stuff and be um, use some of my dissertation. I think I told you I opened my dissertation with a big. Um, oh, oh! Well, I don't, I, I, I don't have them oh, okay. uh, with me. I'm sitting oh, in my okay. in my big recliner, away from my computer. <laughs> oh, okay. If I thought you opened with it, Robbie. That means I mean, actually read that part. I thought you, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. I thought you could, I mean, uh, like, you could look it up. Movies. I mean, you'd be like Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of John Hughes, Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. Then I would go into like Reality Bites. They had movies uh, in there. Confused, oh yeah, they slacker. had. Mo- they had movies in there like Bill and Ted and uh, Wayne's World. And, okay, uh, I mean, I could kind of see that. Can you? That's, okay, yeah, that's Gen X. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah, uh, that's Gen X. Yeah, I, I, I mean, because did I they define? Did they World define came out us? When we though? were in high school. Yeah, but did they? You know defi- I mean? I mean, did they define us? I don't think that humor <laughs> stuck with me. It's. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Eastwood. In fact, it's so Gen X that uh, <laughs> I used Party on One as a password on something recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, kidding. I, you. Mean, I just like I love those movies. They were influential on me at the time. I was super young. Um, oh sure. But I I can't watch them now. It's not like Days to Confused yeah. where I can go back hey. and watch Days to Confused any time of the but, day. And, you're talking and, to but, the dude who got me. through four episodes Eastwood. of Alf last night. Oh, that's man. right. I got to ask you about that. I got to ask you about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I yeah. can still say this to you, but Eastwood, I could say things like to you. We could be sitting there, and I'd be like. Uh, sphincter says what? And you know exactly what I'm exactly. talking about. Exactly. Or, you know, or I could say, you know, like, Show demented me. and sad, but social. Like, it became part of our lexicon. I don't know. I don't know any now. of those. I knew the one Jeff said when he said swing. But I, I actually, I knew the sphincter. But I wouldn't have necessarily pinpointed it to Wayne's World. It would have taken me a few minutes to be like, okay. what's that from? What is that? I would have... And uh, then I would have Yeah, but, but there's plenty of them, though. I'm not worthy. Italian that... slasher films from the, <laughs> right. 19, the 1910s and silent film. Now, the thing actress. I remember <laughs> that the thing I remember the most about Wayne's World that I think does nail Gen X is the we don't sell out scene. 
Yeah, right, right. He's doing the whole, we don't sell out. And he's like opening, he's got the pizza. He's, yes, he's got the Pizza Hut box. Scooby Doo ending. Scooby Doo is a villain. That's true. That's true. The, the, the whole idea of being out and cruising and looking for stuff and going to like the donut place, you know, there was a hangout place. You had a yeah. car, you know, that mm-hmm. whole, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it was you know, very, Eastwood, yeah. to your okay. point, the other day, I, um, I sent my sister and Joel, they love Gen X stuff, uh-huh. and I sent them a text, and I said, hot take, sell out by Real Big Fish might be the most Gen X song ever written. <laughs> okay. And if you think about it, right, radio plays what they want you to hear. I don't, you know, I don't believe it. Sell out with me. And at the end, uh, they gave me a record contract. I'm going to be on the radio. You know, like, I, I do. I think there's something to that that's really Gen X-y. Like, I want to do something, but I God, am that. I selling out by doing it? <laughs> well, I think that goes back Not to what bad. Eastwood was saying the other day. The 60s were definitely being idolized at that point, especially in the early yeah. 90s, you know, and so yeah. that was part and, of and We believe that was part of that culture. Exa- yeah. We, we well, we made a we made a myth of what that culture actually was, you well, know what I mean? And we idolized that well. thing. It That's true. Oh no, definitely. Us. Oh no, yeah. no doubt. Definitely. So okay, yeah. you've sold me a little bit on Wayne's world, but what about Bill and Ted? Can you yeah, make that same argument? I just, I, just, I just didn't like those movies. Yeah, but you know, I didn't either. Um, I just know, I didn't whoa, like them. I was just kind know, of like, like eh, about them. I, I thought I, thought I always awesome thought the like, yeah. are these supposed to be stoners? Because why don't we see them getting stoned? <laughs> Yeah, well, it was that, too that early. Was it was my, the '80s still. Wasn't that was it? my Bill beef. Was '88 yeah, or '89? Wasn't I it? Believe. Yeah. I think the first Bill and Ted's okay. '80s, the second one. So that one 90s. didn't belong. One thing I I don't. It might not be '90s, but to me, High Fidelity is a uh, prime example of uh, Gen X. But it oh, might, it's Gen yeah, X, a little so. aged yeah. and disillusioned. Absolutely. Yeah, not yeah. uh, yeah, uh, so. Gen X author. It yeah, was not on their not on their list. Uh, they, I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't. I don't want to go to find it now. By the way, Shark said something. I got to get to before I forget. He I found. Kill he, me. He, <laughs> he found, <laughs> that's great. He found. Shark found on YouTube that they have. I wonder why. Uh, all the seasons of ALF available. <laughs> yep, four and, uh, seasons, 327 uh, episodes. No, God bless no, America. It's, 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 it, but it is, it's like 20, uh, 20 a season at least. Yeah, 25. Oh, I mean, you know, it's, that's back when TV was what TV. What an aggressive you know I mean? schedule, as they say on Teen yeah. Titans. Well, I mean, think about schedule. it. There's only like two episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies, but there's 134 episodes or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's like they, yeah. they filmed all year. It's so, like, no, Christmas? No. Filming. I imagined that ALF would be one of the worst shows to, to rewatch. Uh, you, how, how much did you make it through, and what's your review of ALF? So about, I got... Alien like, Life Form, by the way. What I watched the for. pilot. You okay. know, I watched the pilot. I was like, okay, um... And about halfway through the second episode, I you know I kind of picked up my phone and started scrolling and stuff, and ah. I left it on for a couple more episodes. But and yes, I mean it's not, and I didn't expect it to actually be like watchable. Like oh, I'm gonna get back into Alf. like ha ha, Alf, you uh, want yeah, to eat that cat, but, you rascal. But some serious <laughs> nostalgia for for the the format. Um, like you know you're you're watching watching a play 
you know. Um, yeah. And there's there's actors on the stage, and you know, like I think the statement I used was like you can hear the silences. You know, like you can hear. Yeah. Like as they're as they're pausing, you can hear people breathe. You can hear the the board creak. You know, when the guy kind of shifts his weight and sure. stuff, and it's it's got this like, like I said, it was a very nostalgic. Now. To our listeners, be careful if you're looking for nostalgia. <laughs> do not, under any circumstances, Google family ties. You just oh. have to find that one through a link oh, somewhere no. or something. But yeah, be, be careful. But nonetheless, I like that, that format. Say, it was Alex neat to see. Alex and his uh, Reaganomics. Is that what you're? Right. Oh people my hear about? god, he was a Reaganite. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the for the format, like there was this sense of real. I, I'd forgotten, you know, how what that felt like. I hadn't watched, you know, Benson or whatever, or, you know, different strokes, yeah. or, you know, any of the stuff that was, you know, that did it that way, um, in a long time. And so that was cool. And what you know became just obviously apparent right out of the gate is, you know, I the whole time I was watching, it, I could see the meeting where a guy walks in. And you know he's telling telling somebody in the suit, I right, look, I can combine Garfield, uh, leave it to Beaver, um, <laughs> you know ET, e. um, that we can we can cross promote um, alien life you know, form, Don, dude. You know Alf. our Alf is a little bit like Don, you know he's a little bit Don Rickles ish, but not over the line. <laughs> um, you know we'll make him look like a dog from the back, so he's cute enough, you know, from certain yeah, angles yeah. that people will be now, able to find. Uh, and, and I can see the guy in the suit, like with the cartoon <laughs> dollar signs in his eyes. I, this this was the this was the, the best commercial idea that that anybody had that year. I mean, what? if for nothing else, you got to you got to give the capitalist credit. Well, on I tell that. you what, you should look up. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Permanent Midnight? Is that right? Yep, about Ben Stiller. That is about the guy who wrote Alf, I believe. I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, it is. so he was just a insane drug addict, like. Maniac <laughs> spent. Well, I don't he know. hit it. Just he's like the guy on the Good Place who was doing mushrooms and figured out the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like stumbled upon it. I don't then, remember yeah, his drug he, of choice. He hit the button. I think it was heroin or cocaine, but he I forgot how much a day his habit was. It was uh, uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> so that's why your alpha's. Uh, so cat eating was so, a metaphor, huh? Apparently. Yeah, I don't want to say he did a lot of drugs, but Bubs from the Wire would say, "Hey, you need to slow down a little bit." <laughs> hey, speaking of Bubs, did we talk about Lance Reddick dying no, on the show? No, we didn't. No. Ah, uh, man, what a bummer! Uh, young, young fella. God, anytime you seen that fella with his shirt off, you'd think like, "Well, that's one the healthiest guy I've ever seen." That's what I said. This dude looked like he's like, gonna live to be like 150. Yeah, um, of course, uh, always be uh, remembered for The Wire for me, and also, he's a major, major character on Bosch. Uh, well, and you know what? A bunch of people came to me about my Facebook post at work, and they are all huge Fringe fans. Yes, and that's right. That and we're that's upset. Right. That's right. And uh, the he's in the final, uh, his final performance, and John Wick will come out soon. Have you guys heard? Yeah. I hate to turn off the Lance uh, Reddick love, but he was awesome. Just watch the... I asked tell anybody and everybody. Yeah, anything you can watch, watch the wire. him in, he's amazing. He's always yes. great, but he's the best. Just watch The Wire. Watch Bosch. I think he's got an even better role in Bosch than he did in The Wire. Wow, that's saying a lot. So that's... that's I've got to watch it then. They gave him a lot more meat. They got, gave him a lot more character because there's not as many characters in Bosch. I call Bosch the wire light. Yeah, that's like, what you said. Um, but it's yeah. Any uh, so, but I've I have heard that the new John Wick is 
uh, like epically amazing. Like like they've, they've, they've I have too. I've heard a lot of good uh, chatter about it online and a lot of early reviews saying like it's not just an action movie. They were like we're going to make a beautiful, we're going to actually try to make a classic movie of some sort. Um, and I've only yeah. seen a couple of trailers and it does look pretty amazing from what I've seen. <clears throat> Uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they're projecting a 70 plus million opening, which would be huge for that movie. Yeah, uh, well, it's good. I hope it four does. Four and a half out of five stars on IMDb, and let me check Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Okay. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is getting 94 percent with 112 critics in. Okay. Oh yeah, yes, so, I'm excited. I wouldn't normally go to the theater to see a, a Jean Wick. A uh, TikTok, well, you know Mr. Wick. But I'm I think I, I, will, about, I will go this time for sure. I'm yeah, where are you excited about? This, but um, Donnie Yin is in it, and he did all those um, Ip Master movies. Mm-hmm. And then Hiroyuki—I can't pronounce his name. Hiroyuki Sonata, um, who's good. been in all kinds of movies. You've seen him. He's in The Last Samurai as the hard mm-hmm. ass who takes the longest time to come around to cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know he, you're he was about. in a Bullet Train. Yes. Or what, yeah, I love him. I'm so glad that he's getting some props. So there's some actors that I like that I like with this Japanese angle are going to get highlighted here. You know, okay. so I'm kind of excited about that. All right. I can see that. Okay. Um, Plus, I just love John Wick, and I think it's great that Keanu Reeves has just decided. I'm just going to be me in two movies, and I'm not looking for anything. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to be Shakespeare. I'm going <laughs> right. to be me. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to make movies. Well, yeah, I'm going to do the thing I can, I can do the thing I, I, I do best. I Scorsese, but when it's authentic, people love it. And you don't have to do it. a whole yeah. lot of Draculas to, uh, to know that there's a limit, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so hey, speaking I'm of a limit, John Wick. I'm a, I am too. I didn't love the third one i love i didn't second. love the second one i love the third one. Oh, see i'm the opposite Dracula? i love this i okay. love the second i, I love the, like second the second one. one as much i didn't love the third one i thought the third one was uh, just kind of repeating was kind well, of i felt like in the third one they needed to pick they, they rushed the finding the table thing a little too much yeah like, I mean, it took him a while to get there i'm fine with it but like a little explanation what is the mm-hmm. table how did it get here yeah why is it here you know they could have done that and like who well, Joe, what you get where why when you the like reporter's questions <laughs> right What's that? oh that reminds me i saw trey and matt yesterday on a tiktok cl- uh, clip uh-huh. teaching a writing class to writers okay and they said the biggest problem they see with writers is and then oh and yeah then. and they said yeah, the yeah. second i see it they're like i shut it down it's never and then it should be because Right, yeah. it, it, right. It yeah. or, or but, or, or yeah. but, yeah. or but, yeah. but never and then, because and then is just like you're skipping ideas. They're like everything yeah. has to be connected and it stays. That's funny because, and, uh, and I thought that was great because they're like it is. It's such a simple lesson. Very and simple. So many young writers don't they don't, don't, get, don't it. get it. Yeah, yep. I'm yep. I'm I'm currently writing uh, right now, and uh, <clears throat> I have a bit of it because it's a job, uh, job, job writing. I have a bit of a outline. It's, I'm kind of free to fill in all the character and whatever, but I have a bit, a bit of an outline. Um, but nonetheless, <clears throat> I always find when I just write free, 
meaning I'm I'm not looking for this to go anywhere necessarily. I'm just writing these characters as I as I've seen them and know them to be. I will always find something will pop up that I'm writing and be like, "Oh shit." Well, because of that, now they're going to have to do this. And then when you're writing that next scene, you will realize you you will literally write the thing that becomes Ah, no, that won't work because without that, but they have to have the other. Now they have to go do this other. And it's really that lesson is you cannot be. I hate movies like uh, Kong Skull Island is a great example of one. I can tell when I watched it that the director had about 25 scenes that he wanted to see. Or the writer director. And that's it. He was just like, I want these scenes in this movie. Put them in, We're going to put them in here. I don't care how they're connected, but it's literally just King Kong fights this thing. And then he goes and fights a helicopter. And then these dinosaurs fight these guys. (laughs) And then Sam Jackson tries to kill a samurai. And then they start a plane. Um, It really, uh, yeah, that that movie bothered me so much. But it literally was, uh, Rogue One has a little bit of that problem for me. Of like, it's it's the, uh, the guy playing with his toys, Star Wars toys of... Boy, wouldn't it be cool to see Adats on a beach? And yeah, it's really cool to see them, but I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> crap on Rogue One too much. <clears throat> There's a lot of Rogue One lovers out there. They just they're like it's the best Star Wars movie. Like, no, 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 it's not the best Star Wars movie by far. Everybody I knows. Be, I don't think it's the Phantom best one, it's number one. Oh man, that's solo, dude. Solo. Phantom Man Phantom Menace is number solo, one. Hands down. No, it's in the and title. Actually, it's actually one. Rogue One actually Rogue One is maybe maybe second best. I see what you did there. No phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh I, I almost skipped over it. <clears throat> Speaking of wrapping it up, somebody said that a while ago. Wrap it up, I'll take it. I'll take it. Wrap it up. Put it in a box, we'll fucking make it. Oh, damn it, I cursed. Clap. Oh, real fast, before I get into this, Perry Mason's back on HBO Max. <laughs> Old Ironsides back. Is that Ironsides? I don't know. He's back. Hey, let me uh, ask. So, does does Perry Mason ever lose? Uh, seriously? I, no, I'm serious. Why did that? Here's the reason I'm, I'm asking. Sorry, that's such a classic joke that I just. Oh, is it? it? I've never, I never yeah, watched. Perry. I never got into it. Or Matlock. Matlock. Yeah. Matlock ever lose? Well, that was one of the things that was like believable about the original Law and Order is, is you know, they didn't they always lose sometimes. win. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, and you know, and so I, I wondered. Yeah, that's uh, why well, I I'll tell you what, I've Jeff. The what I really like like Gilligan's Island getting off the island. (laughs) I really liked what HBO has done with Perry Mason. Uh, The first season uh, is so good. I suggest anyone watch it if you want to watch a dark noir uh, 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 show. But what they did was he's a PI and he's just down and out. The worst POS private eye you've seen in a movie for a long time. No money, broke, alcoholic. Um, he works for a lawyer, like a kind of an uppity lawyer who's also kind of on the way out. And he gets a cool, uh, not cool, it's a horrible case. And uh, he's got to work on the... Okay, Bob, yeah, go ahead. He's got he's to work on the case. And, uh, of course, something happens to where he 
has to become uh, a lawyer. And Jeff, to your point, he does not win uh, the first big trial of uh, of the season of the whole of the whole season. Spoilers, you still watch it; it's not going to spoil anything. Uh, he doesn't win. It's a hung jury. It's uh, what's what do they call that? It's locked or something like that. Yeah, no, it, no you get a right hung jury. And uh, so yeah, he's in, in this season. He is kind of haunted by the fact that people are like, "Well, you helped that girl that nobody believed, and you know you've whatever." And he's like, "I didn't do, you know, I'm not a good lawyer. I'm not a lawyer at all. I'm lucky to that be. I don't even know what to say to court half the time." Uh, so he's you no, know, I I really like it. I suggest it. And uh, get ready to beep this out, and I'll just I'll just censor it myself. He's coming back, everybody. Everybody's favorite uh, horrible dad, Logan Roy. He's gonna be saying "f off." Yep, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday's back, baby. Uh, I wondered why Perry Mason was on Monday night instead of Sunday night, and now I realized, oh, it's because Succession's coming back this Sunday. Uh, get out there, get ready. Succession's back. I love to have a marathon of all Succession before the season, but I don't have time. Oh, well, oh I finally had more time. I'm thinking about cloning myself. Uh, now we let's get a to new this. Wreck for you, let's, Agent what? Elvis, real quick. Agent oh, that's Elvis. right. You're a fan of Agent Elvis McConaughey. I am. I yep. am. I've gotten through it. McConaughey. McConaughey is perfect. He doesn't try to do Elvis. He just like does himself. Just does but, himself. That's nice. Yeah, but it, but he doesn't lean into it too too much. Hard. You know what I mean? Sure. There's the, the now obviously for me. I you know Johnny Knoxville is like the inept hillbilly <laughs> Q who's also like a damsel in distress sometimes. Sure. Sometimes haphazardly helps and and usually kind of puts himself in a position to make everything a little bit worse. But you know. Um, but he can fly and drive everything and all that sort of stuff. Okay. They don't, uh, now for me, they don't use him enough, but honestly, for the general public, there's probably just the right amount of Johnny Knoxville, you know, in each episode, which is not much. Um, they have, yeah, the dynamics of it are, everything about it is good. I think you two in particular, it's the cartoon style is normally a style that I wouldn't, it, you know, I'd be like, oh, I don't like that style. I think you guys will definitely dig the way it's set Yeah, it looks a little up, chibi, a little set. anime, maybe even. Uh, it not, it, not so much that. It's it's more that it's not noir, but it's it's that you know it is a comic, you know, and it's it's leaning into the fact that it's a comic, you know. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or trying to be a comic, you know, not just an animated thing, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, like I said, I think you guys will, will appreciate it on levels that I don't. I just like it on the, hey, I know these people and this is pretty funny level. Um, but I think there's more to it that, that people who are aficionados of such things like yourselves will appreciate. Well, I was going, I, uh, I'm going to check it out pretty soon. Hold on one second. All right, back in. I want to talk about, we uh, discussed this, I heard it, I don't know, a week ago, I think right after we recorded our show, I believe. Uh, Taron this is all rumors, but it looks like he's going to set his new movie, and it has a title, The Movie Critic is the name of it. Um, I'm guessing about Pauline Kael, set late, rumored to be uh, set in the late 70s. Um, not what I would expect of him, but also it's a movie, just from the sound of it alone, is a style of movie we haven't seen <coughs> him do. 
Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Uh, the movie critic, Tarantino's tenth and final film. Uh, I don't know how I don't he's going. I'm still trying to figure out what he's wanting to do with this. You know what I mean? Like, is he is he breaking his run of revenge flicks? You know what I mean? I can't. No, that's what I'm saying. Decide, I think fine, it's, which is I think fine. it's I don't going to, to like be. I think it's going to be a '70s drama. I think it's going to be like uh, not the last detail. Like three hours, uh, take its time. It could be. I think it might be more like a Paul, like a PTA movie, or a. You know, uh, at some point, it has to turn into a Tarantino film. I mean, it, it'll it'll well, it can have on you or something. You know, Pauline Kale can be having foot sex with somebody <laughs> at some point in time <laughs> while she's writing reviews. She's got her feet out and somebody's doing something. That's a Tarantino uh, movie. Yeah. That's a Tarantino movie, right? I think he probably he probably just has you know like Brad Pitt and Samuel well, think Jackson about this, guys. And, uh, and Leo come back and kill all the critics. You know what I mean? That's, they're on a oh, there thing. you go. It's, it's dark. It's I mean, no, yeah, it's got to be. Here's my pitch: if he's in the world of movie critics, think about it. It's Tarantino. He was going to put like ten different movies inside of a movie. Well, that's so, true. Good point. So she's. It's going to be about movie critics. It could be hell. He could be remaking freaking movie. You know what I mean? Like very yeah, much the sure. way he did Timothy Oliphant. And here's this one episode of Lancer uh, being filmed. Right. <laughs> right. He could do that with who God who I. You know, it, the possibilities well, sure. are kind of endless when you're talking about uh, late seventies cinema and a movie critic and just Hollywood being there like he's going to i think he had such fun making once upon a time in hollywood i think he wants to jump up a decade and basically right. tell you a story like that now it's very possible movie critic is a total uh you know what do they call that there <laughs> a, a red uh, herring a red herring um and you know the title just is that and it's also like you said it's going to have some tarantese craziness to it <laughs> It very well could. I don't know. The late seventies well, was could crazy still time. Do exact, he could do exactly what you propose and have some, you know, wild plot weaving through, you know, all that. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there's. But you I have I like uh, George. He could have it. George Lucas and Lucas and Spielbergies doing cocaine off, uh, you know, some strippers at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> 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 we, we all kind of things. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, Jeff, have you started? Uh, but yeah, I'm very interested if that is all true. It sounds very true. He's been doing that. The last few things he wrote was, uh, you, you know, he did the novelization and then he wrote that book on movie critique. And I would say as he was doing that, it story started coming to him. And if you read that movie critique book, a lot of it is what if scenarios. A whole bunch of it is... Well, sure, uh, you know, whoever, George Card was in this movie, but have you ever thought about what if Robert Blake had been in that movie? Yeah. And he would have been the leading man. It would have been blah, 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 blah. And I could see when reading that, like, you could almost hear his wheels turning in his head going, huh, I really wonder what if. <laughs> like, I could see him jotting down, like, I'm not going to put that one in the book. I'm going to save what if the $6 million man was played by Burt Reynolds or whatever, you know, whatever that yeah. idea was. What if Gator didn't star, uh, uh, 
the the musician. Oh my God, I'm drawing blanks today. <laughs> Jerry Lee, uh, Jerry shooting blanks. Oh, oh, oh man, I wish. Um, what's his name? Ah, uh, smoking the bandit. Uh, Burt Reynolds, buddy. Burt Reynolds. Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed. I was kept thinking Jerry Lee Lewis, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> he's also in Gator. I don't know if people watch Gator that much, but he's uh, he's like the bad aggressive guy in Gator. It's a weird son for Jerry Reed. Yeah. Um, what you uh, talking about, Judge? <laughs> I'm gonna um, put yeah, gas in my Cadillac. Judges and Gators. He was not. He does, man. I know I say it all the time, but Jerry Reed has more imaginary arguments with fake judges on tape than anybody I've ever known in my life. <laughs> That's his whole gimmick. <laughs> Son! <laughs> and what about putting it, what about in She Got the Gold Mine and I Got the Shaft, putting that, uh, you know, that, that boingy bass drum thing on the, on the break? <laughs> dun, 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 boing! <laughs> That was so 70s. It could have been the theme song for the Gong Gong Show. But yet, on the other hand, it's a great song. It's almost cartoonish. It is. It is. In part. But it's hilarious. Uh, well, I hate... It uh, holds well. up. It's no Alf. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, Alf. <laughs> oh, hey. I said we might have a guest, and I think... Yep. We have an actor coming on. Oh, we got her. Gird your loins, Robbie. <coughs> hey, hey, boys, it's me, Sam Elliott. I'm back, by God. Oh boy, I thought Eastwood said we were having an actor on. Hey, I now, <laughs> come on! I've been acting my whole damn life, acting like a cowboy. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> well, you don't believe I'm a cowboy? I don't. Last no, time we no, got a lot a of a uh, guff about uh, when you were here. I'm just talking about Benedict Cumberbatch taking his shirt off and playing a goddamn banjo in that movie and calling it a western. Ah, the hell! But this time, I got another problem, and I've come here to take my beef out. On the world, uh, nah, we don't do that anymore, Mister Elliot. We leave that right, we right keep where it belongs. The keep it covered up, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We we do not consent. I'm a cowboy. I want to go back to the time of Wendy's. Where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was told many times for the past several years, there's a new show on TV. It's a western, and you're gonna love it. I finally said, all right, I'll watch it. I'm a Western fan. And I watched it, and they said, it's called The Mandalorian. Oh, by uh -huh. God. It wasn't a Western at all. It was about a son of a bitch and spaceman. Yeah, sure. It had that one robot with a hat-looking thing on it. That there was, ain't no robots in the wild west. Goddamn bisexual frog. With Harrison Ford and the aliens in the west. That was, bad okay, movie, but. now I give that one an exception <laughs> because Harrison Ford, but it was made by the same son of a gun that made this thing and tried to say it was a Western. John Favreau. No favors for me, Mr. Favreau. I'll take a bisexual frog and a spaceman, and you don't call that a by God Western and try to trick me into watching it. 
<laughs> now I'm all in love. Dude, it took me a second to get the reference. He's talking about the Yoda, right? <laughs> now I'm all in love. I'm all like feeling sorry for that bisexual frog. I'm like, take your helmet off. Let me see it. What the hell have you done to me, oh, John Favreau? Person, but that's funny. <laughs> what have you done to me, bisexual uh, egg-eating frog sucking on them eggs did something to me? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one thing, it's not a western. It might sound like a western, and in some parts it might look like a western. But god damn it, I can't get over all the crazy creatures and spacemen and bisexuals and frogs. Well, what, what, how do we know? What, I mean, he's a baby, right? I mean, so it seems like you're overly concerned about everybody, where everybody falls on any spectrum, whether it's. I'm concerned about and, gender and sexuality yeah. only. That's how uh, we yeah, do right. it out on the range. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's better things to occupy your time with. Um, not on the range. There's not. We got cows and time to you speculate. Don't have, you don't have a dick. I mean, you can have fun with that. I mean, it's endless. There's there's nothing you can't do. What do you think the cows are for? That's an old cowboy joke. <laughs> hey, you know why cowboys are called boys? Because most of them were black. That's actually a fact. That is, as I said, is true, right? That is. Nobody, most people don't know the. Listen, I'm tired of being a Democrat. I think I'm about ready to switch teams. I think you probably should have switched back in about 1968, based on. Some I was going to say. It you seems say. to me like you switched I, a long time ago, sir. I took the San Francisco yeah. agenda when I started acting, but now I'm thinking there's enough on the other side. Maybe I can join conservative Hollywood. Maybe me and Dean Kane can make a project. He was Superman. I tell you what, God. I've got, I've got a great project for you and Dean Kane and Kevin Sorbo. You know that guy who tried to oh build the rocket God. car. I think you list. guys could do that. I think you three could build one of them rocket cars, and the three of you collectively could test it together. I think that's a damn fine idea, Kevin I Sorbo. Do. You're a manly man. If I ever seen one, I understand why the, you're a conservative. But I the think three it's awful. Of you guys in a homemade rocket car just makes my heart happy. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Kevin Sorbo. You're one of the most man. You played Hercules. It's really interesting. Is you would have not had a show if it wasn't for that lesbian warrior queen Xena. <laughs> That's true. Since That's her true. show superseded your show. And you only got your own show because of the popularity of her. Nonetheless, come make a Republican movie with me and Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I, it's no, going to be good, good just like that Gina Kershawn movie that never came out. You guys need a fourth person to balance that homemade rocket car, so whatever it gets about off James the ground, Woods? it doesn't tend to move. So I'd say, yeah, you need to stick Shapiro in that fourth seat. That'd Shapiro, be maybe... Maybe James Woods could come out of retirement. He needs help, something to do. You know do. what? Get him off Twitter. What a great idea. How about a homemade rocket van? <laughs> Hell with that. I'm thinking about there. making if a Trent whole train. Still alive, he'd be a good candidate. Hell no. I'm going to make a whole train out of this. It's going to be an old western. It's going to have a train, by God. It's going to be funny, too. We're going to have Kelsey Grammer, Tim Allen. Perfect. All the funny Perfect. men. All the funny Perfect. guys. Are, are they funny? I think we're looking pretty good here, Robbie. The ones that don't get don't get harmed in the uh, making of the homemade rocket uh, train will <laughs> meet their demise. Yeah. Short about eighty eight miles go. an hour, I would say. I'm thinking yeah. about 
I'm thinking about inviting Scott Bayo on the Netflix series The Ranch. He's going to be a my son I never knew I had. What do you think of that? I think you ought to let him drive the train, frankly. Ah, uh, well, maybe. Hey, listen. Let him I, put him right up front. I got one more funny lady. I think maybe me and her make a movie. Her name is Roseanne Barr. I'm going to bring so her. A serious question is she's is got a new Scott special Bale like called the, Cancel like the Nazi this. version of. Uh, Can you believe of, that? Uh, what's his face? <laughs> Cancel. What's that? Sorry. Oh, what's his name? Why can't I think of it? I love him. Uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, is, is Scott Bale like the bizarro Jason Bateman? Is he like the evil Jason Bateman? Well, hell no. He's better than Jason Bateman ever done. What's Jason Bateman No, I was done? asking Robbie. Scott Bale hasn't done. But no, Your listen, opinions are irrelevant. I was Roseanne's got a thought. new special called Canceled. Nobody's canceled Good. it yet. <laughs> hell, Atlanta's more said ought to put that in a song. Hadn't been canceled. It's called it's called cancel this, and it hadn't been canceled, and it's actually on a platform. Where never mind. How about uh? I I understand what you're getting at, Sam. You and I actually are on the same page here. I love how these comedians show up on podcasts, TV shows, their own specials, and say they've been canceled, and and no one will let them talk. (laughs) They don't have a voice anymore. (laughs) Their voice has been taken. Yeah, yeah. But God they're damn, saying this taken. on their Netflix special. Right. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, nobody gets to see it. It's, it's all, oh, I'm going to get canceled next. I know it. I don't know. It seems like you guys mistake the canceled thing for consequences. Like, if you say something bad, people are like, hey, you're a bad person. That's yeah, true. I, I had just, to apologize. It's just kind of simply that. Well, I did <laughs> yeah. all right, though. I apologize to Jane Champion. I know it's champion, but in my mind, she's a champion. Anyway, Who's I had a champion? to. Jane, Jane Campion. Jane oh, Champion. Okay, okay. I had to apologize to her. That's why I'm still. I'm still not decided. I also think maybe. Maybe me and Dennis Quaid. What do you think about that? Good buddy picture. <laughs> me and Dennis Quaid. I was thinking maybe you and Randy Quaid. Oh, not, oh, not my Dennis God. Quaid. I liked him. Oh, yeah, he's one of them. Hey, bud, did oh. you know that uh, uh, a funny story oh, about Randy Oh, I thought Randy you meant he was Quaid. one of you guys. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> He's one of us. Uh, uh, but uh, oh, Randy Quaid was really funny. It was, uh, he went on the run there at one point in time, and then he would make videos posted where he was <laughs> and post them uh-huh, online uh-huh. And, tell, and then saying he was on a run. <laughs> Even though he, he posted... was really funny when he was just functionally insane, you know. <laughs> One of the best best men I ever had at my weddings. One of my seven weddings. He was one of my best men. Hell, how about me and Arnold? You know, old guys so coming what, out of retirement. What that wedding party look like uh, him and uh, the fourth pin brother and the seventh Baldwin brother, or what? I mean, Don't just... you talk bad about William Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, oh, Tom Hanks' brother better, that's better, in better. like every movie, or is it Ron Howard's brother? The guy that uh, always Bill plays Murray's the... th- Bill Murray's third brother. <laughs> right, Bill Murray's, yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris Elliott was there as well. Speaking of Chris's Oh my oh. god. How many that, that dude looks like a lesion. <laughs> <laughs> that really tickled me. How about listen? I got an idea. 
my granddaughter, my, my Melissa Joan Hart, needs a kidney transplant. <laughs> Make like a touching uh, Hallmark movie. What do you think of that, boys? I get Salem the cat involved, and I'll sign on. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I think that's about maybe uh, all my names I could think of. Maybe Clint Eastwood, Stacy Dash, or somebody like that. Uh, yep, I already said Dean Kane. And uh, I talked about the bisexual frog and the spaceman. Uh, let's see here, the drag shows. I ain't, I don't have I think time the, to go into drag shows. I think the the one thing that every person you mention has in common is, is that Todd Bridges is their Coke dealer. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. <laughs> this is pretty good. <laughs> you might be right. I never touch the stuff, though. I just like the smell of it. No, I was going to say, <laughs> all these people, uh, all these people wanting to change laws about uh, all these trans folks and stuff saying they're hurting people. I just want to say one thing before I leave, and it's Sam Elliott saying it. Is that I've enjoyed their pornography for a long time. I gotta get out of here. I'll see you later. That's not what I expected, but that's not I'm what I with expected. You. Quit, quit, at all. Just uh, quit trying to outlaw humanity. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Quit trying to make it illegal to be a human. Stop it. Quit it. Well, it's about uh, five minutes left, and uh, I seen we got a. Uh, I don't know if they're just jammed up. I don't know if we just haven't got in there for a while, or maybe I've been busy. Uh, but we actually got a review uh, to read today. The old deal used to be write to our Facebook page and review us, give us a decent review. Uh, we'd read it online, or it got to a point where we would just read all of them. <laughs> That's true. That is uh, true. So, uh, but yes, Rob, I hear that we uh, have a review. Yeah, we got about six minutes left. Actually, yeah, here we and, have a review. Uh, now, hopefully, mm-hmm. it's from someone new, a uh, new listener, I hope. We hope we're gaining ground out there. We've been a podcast I, uh, for yeah. one year now, exactly one year. We've been on the uh, podcast wave. We've been on the radio for four or five, something stupid. Uh, four, turn I think. up the radio. So let's hear, <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear that reviews. Um, okay, I haven't read it. I'm just going to pull up and go straight into it. I don't know who it's from it. or anything. All right, okay. that's the way I like it. Here's to spring showers and my magical ding-a-ling powers. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. This, this is not new. <laughs> well, the review is new. I don't think the writer is new. <laughs> Same right. guy that's been writing this for about three years now, maybe four years? Yeah. Sometimes when having my morning urination, my pee shoots in multiple directions. When that happens, I call my genitalia Mr. Harry Potter penis because it's magical. Get it? Am I right, boys? There it is. The signature. Yeah, the signature. The signature. Like, took a while. Where he, th- where he thinks that we're part of his tribe. <laughs> um, wow. He likes our approval. <laughs> yes, he does. Sometimes I have to have a good talking to with my penis. I say, listen up, squirrely Pete. I don't like you, and you don't like me, but we're going to do this thing. Come blisters or blood, this is happening, so it's best to cooperate and just get it over with. What? Okay. That is frightening. 
so frightening. That is scary so stuff. About me. So enough about me and the sweet nothings I whisper to myself. <laughs> here's to getting. Here's to getting spring fever and to splitting that beaver. Oh. All right, boys. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if y'all. Um, I have to split that beaver for those yummy, yummy anal glands they what use the? to make gourmet vanilla ice cream. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. So he was That's... literally talking about killing a beaver. Yes, he said he needs yeah, those sweet, yeah, sweet yeah, anal yeah. glands. It was, it was actually, it was actually so worse than what it started a, out. Right, yeah, right, He wasn't right. using a double entendre. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> Uh, so let me backtrack here. Anyway, here's to those sweet, sweet anal glands and to my plans with my sister's sweet, soft hands. You want to know my plans, fellas? I no, don't know. no. By the way, I got sidetracked here. After the vanilla ice cream, he says, Hey, look it up if you don't believe me. It's true. So I, anyway, I think that I, just... I believe that is true. I have heard. Yeah, that that in very good vanilla ice cream they use a beaver's anal glands because they they secrete a very uh, sweet uh, flavor. Go so that's what I believe he's yeah. referring to. Yeah. So he was asking if we want to know his plans, and I'm going to tell I, you no. I don't. With his sister's <laughs> with his sister's yeah, hands, his sister's okay. sweet soft hands. Oh God! All right, I'm going to lotion them up real good. <laughs> Then put the gloves on him for her before she goes to sleep. Every girl deserves a pampering. Am I right, boys? <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. This, it's kind of don't sweet. get ahead of me with your perverted, dirty minds. Anyway, <laughs> here's to making your sister beg you to fist her. Am I right, boys? There we go. There's and Jackie. he says, and I quote, that's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping back here's, into the well. Here's to drinking your stepdaughter's dirty bath water. Am I right, boys? Remember that one, fellas? What a classic. <laughs> back to where Jack, it all began. Jackie's getting self-reflective here. <laughs> Memories. Here's to finding your best pal Ted stuck under his bed. If you... <laughs> If you know what I mean, and I think you do, am I right, boys? Oh, God, I do, I do know what he means. <laughs> Anywho, time to wrap this up. Here's to getting gas while you're eating that ass. Am I right, boys? <laughs> I couldn't make my comeback without some ass-eating jokes. <laughs> of course not. Enjoy the spring, boys. Here's to enjoying the spring with some new dick bling. Am what? I right, boys? I don't even know what that means. What? I saw a meme with a I'm prince afraid. Albert on a hot dog the other day that was not okay. Oh. I'm afraid I know what he means. I uh, think I do, too. You know I am like big... <laughs> you know I am like dick bling on a man. <laughs> what? I like... Oh, you know I you like know I am. dick bling on a man. You know I am. Yeah. Like big dick on a man. Okay. Oh, I see. I see there was some... Okay. I, you know I am there, like, like dick bling on a man. <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering what dick bling is... Here we go. It's small, it's small necklaces. Chokers, chains, medallions may be worn on your dick that I personally make and sell on Etsy. Here's the link. Johnson's Dick Bling slash Etsy Shop dot com. <laughs> He's got a new side hustle. 
<clears throat> Love you, boys. Notice you Ooh. hadn't said anything about my absence. No, yeah. or absence. Nonetheless, check out my dick bling. Five stars. <laughs> Jackie, am I right? Dick bling Johnson. <laughs> that was so twisted. I screwed up twice. I never screw up his reviews. Oh man! There was so much going on there. I had trouble getting a hold of it. Wow! Wow! Dick bling. Wow. That's wow. his new. Uh, that's. Uh, it's not a bad idea, Jackie. I can see people you buying. You know who? It. You know who could use this? Mr. T. No, 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 <laughs> Neil Diamond. Remember, he's doing the ball. Oh, drops. that's right. He's doing the ball that's drops. True. So he can have he can have the dick bling. And I see cross promotion just way I do too. I do wow. too. We I think we should Jackie and Neil together. <laughs> we need to bring him on next week. Just and make see sure what they he don't get about this get dick bling. Tangled up. Yeah, absolutely. He I think might we steal should. it, and make his own diamond dick bling because it's got a good ring. You, well, you can't trust. You can't trust Neil Goddamn Diamond, the Jewish Elvis. <laughs> ah, on that note, we're out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next time. Adios. Peace.